in the words of Public Enemies, Chuck D. Bring the noise. Podcast Network. I am Charlie Taylor and this is What's Good. Welcome back ladies and gentlemen, hope you all had a good week in the circumstances. I'm wondering when I should stop saying that, but uh, <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Fucking everything's tipping over and turning into absolute garbage. Um, <laughs> ah, jeez. Alright, uh, yeah, so I hope you're all doing well, um, you know, so... so there's not much lockdown left uh, for most people, um, you know, pubs are open, everyone's getting a trim now, um, here's what it is, don't know how to feel about it, well I do, I just, um, you know, I'm trying not to, you know, just, I'm trying not to get on people if they do so, you know, do you, it's your life, just don't come near me, um, if you've, if you've, uh, if you were at Soho a couple of days ago, that's all I'm saying, but uh, regardless of that, Let's just jump in and focus on the topic at hand, because uh, this is not a traditional episode. What's good? This is an interview, so let me just fix myself up. All right, so we have an interview, and uh, this is with an artist that uh, I discovered secondhand. Um, shout, to, <laughs> shout to my boy Mansoor. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna send this to him when it's done, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm gonna thank I'm gonna thank you on wax for this one, because uh, he. Uh, did some photography work for this artist, and you know I was uh, bored one. I was bored at one moment, and he said this dude dropped an album, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give it a spin. And uh, I forgot what episode of Digging Digits I uh, did a quick review on it. Uh, what, I forgot which episode it was, but I did. And uh, you know I thoroughly enjoyed it. There's uh, you know a couple of tracks here and there that I wasn't even wasn't really on, but uh, overall I was just like I need to see this guy live because uh, this dude seems like he has a real good energy about him. And um, you know he hit me up and uh, I, I asked I just asked him straight up that you want to do an interview and he was down for it. And uh, here we are. So my interview is with King Yans. Um, uh, artist uh, uh, actually went to funny fa- fun fact went to the same university as me um, South Southern University uh, we were there at similar times uh, I think I think like a year apart but um, you know similar times and uh, you, you just just to, just as a discla- full disclosure um, or, or just a disclaimer actually um, this guy's story is nuts just overall the story is nuts uh, there is so much story and uh, you know once we get into it. Uh, he just rolls. He he just he just keeps going, going. And uh, the only time I jump in is to just stop and take stock. It's just uh, it's it's a real fascinating interview. You guys are gonna love this one. Uh, I'm sure of it. And uh, yeah, shit. <laughs> Without further ado, let's just jump right in. Four bad seeds before we begin. Email, Twitter, IG, Facebook. Discord links. Everything is in the full show notes. Give that shit a clickety click. And support everyone involved in this episode. But without further ado, let's jump right in. My interview with King Yans. Hope you guys enjoy.
All right, King Yens, what is good, sir? What is good with you, Charlie? What I'm is calm. Good? <laughs> the weather is not too bad actually at the moment, but um, I was just chucking it late, uh, last night. But it's gonna be like that for the rest of the week, so mm. it's what it is. But yes, other than that, we're blessed. We are blessed. Mm-hmm. We are blessed. Uh, down here in Southampton, it's a bit. Ugh, it's, right now, it's, it's a bit pouring the rain. Ugh, ugh. Heavy, heavy, heavy. I'm not going out today. <laughs> I'm stay fair in. enough. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, we like, I like to begin in the beginning. So, where were you born? Uh, what was uh, life uh, like around you growing up? And what were you like as you grew up? Okay, so I was born in Finland. And um, that's next to Sweden and Russia for the people that don't know. Um, what was I like? I was... I was, I was your average kid to be honest I didn't I never I wouldn't say that I had like a plan of what I wanted to do like I played sports I played basketball with a couple of my friends one of them played for the national Finnish team now shout out Fifi for that um, good job on that one but um, yeah I, I, I grew up playing basketball so I was sporty yeah, I like school, but not really like that, you know. I grew up in Finland, so that's heavily white. So, you know, school wasn't, like, the highlight of my life. Um, hmm. You know, anyone that's been to a, a school where you're the only black kid, you already know the kind of struggles you would encounter. So, yeah, school was really like an eh-eh for me. But, you know, um, just love friendship around. Like, I've been that type of kid, like, always trying to have a good time. <clears throat> Obviously, when you're younger, you're a bit more childish. But, yeah. Um, Let me ask people. That's, that's why they call it children, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Like, pretty pretty normal upbringing. Pretty normal upbringing. Yeah, got an older brother, younger sister. I'm, like, the middle child. So, yeah. Shout out to the middle children out there in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always feel uh, it's, uh, you know, like stuff like Malcolm in the Middle stuff like that and it's just like oh, I can't be that bad you know what I mean like I'm young south too and you know that is what it is I don't really I don't know <laughs> I don't you don't know really any... feel that you know apparently I don't know the thing... levels I don't know the levels so because uh, there's apparently there's a thing you know um, middle child syndrome yeah have you ever heard of that yeah yeah I don't. I don't feel like I suffer from that though. But I, just I feel like everyone could relate to just little bits and pieces. Maybe sometimes being young, I mean middle, you might not. I don't know. Feel like you connect with your parents the most. I don't know what the middle child syndrome really is all about. But I wouldn't say that I've suffered from that. Nah, I, I feel pretty loved. <laughs> okay, that's good. As long as we, as long as we feel loved, to, as we grow up in that's it, that's what it's all about. So as long as somebody's loving us, it's all good. Um, <laughs> so, uh, growing up in Finland, um, I must imagine uh, that's uh, interesting, um, <laughs> and especially obviously, um, obviously at, the, uh, at some point. Uh, when did you? obviously move to uh, make a move to uh, here in the UK okay so I made a move to the UK when I was 12 years old so yeah I lived in Finland for 12 years then oh, so you can remember there. Finnish life yeah I can remember Finnish yeah. life I can still speak mm-hmm. the language as well you know obviously 
when I left, I hadn't been back for like a long time. I think I went back when I was actually 17. So from 12 to 17, I hadn't been in Finland. So I had forgot the language. So I had to relearn it again. And, you know, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So how was uh, the... Um the I guess <laughs> I guess the the shock and the differences between moving here and like getting acclimated to here compared to fin Finnish life because I can I don't know <laughs> I don't know about Finland okay, I've been there but <laughs> Finland it's super peaceful I tell you that like well when I was growing up there because I've been back but let's take it back to when I was growing up there it was. It was peaceful. Obviously, this racism is like it was there because at that moment in time, you gotta remember, it's not like people are not really people are protesting, but Finland is not really with just getting introduced to culture and stuff like that. So yeah, people are more ignorant to the fact they're not really too too like oh black people or oh ethnic minority whatever whatever. So but it's it was peaceful compared to the UK. Like I remember coming to the UK and when I came um, obviously I was influenced by the media and stuff like that because that's the only thing I get to see like I don't really know about UK like that I mean I came to visit one time I went to Birmingham but that wasn't really enough to get the whole you know picture in my head so the media it showed me like you know the stabbings gang violence, all of that, and it's like, you know, advice you get from the grown-ups, you don't want to be hanging around outside, you know, all of these kind of crazy things, inflicting fear and stuff like that, so I remember when I got here, I was scared, like, I remember where we lived, the sc- a school wasn't far from where we lived, right, so we had this, like, window, the sitting room, so the window's quite big, you can see like people walking by and because the school is not far you see a lot of school kids and I remember I used to always like peep out the windows to see like what's going on like I'm I'm thinking in my head like I know there's probably gang down there there's gang down there there's gang down there so it was, <laughs> it was very scary the first time but then eventually it took I wouldn't it took me until year nine to really get used to, I got here year seven, so year nine, it took me, like, to really get, kind of understand the foundation, the basics and stuff like that of what not to do, what to do, you know, who to watch out, you could, you know, these kind of analysis I would do. It, it took me, like, around, yeah, two years to really get used to London life because it's different in Finland. Finland is not as busy or active as London. There's way more people here. In the, in London than in Finland as a whole, like London, I'm not saying the UK. I think London. I think there's yeah. more. I think there's more because Finland got like eight yeah. million people, according to Google, eight million people, and there's more. I think there's more in London or something like that. I'm not too sure, but yeah. So I had to get used to that the amount of people as well, and ov- ov- obviously, culture like different ethnic groups as well, like didn't. Because Finland is mainly Finnish people. Shout out my Finnish people. I've got nothing against y'all. But, yeah, the more Finnish people. So, I, it was here that I started to see, like, oh, 
um, Indians, Tamils, Sri Lankan, you know, Jamaicans, uh, just, yeah, the list goes on. Hey, <laughs> the UK pot. has a melting pot. They got everyone here. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, as of uh, 2019, uh, London has uh, 9 million, so it's probably... 9 million. You see? Yeah, it's London probably. alone. What? Yeah. Crazy man, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you can it's a, imagine. It's a, it's a number, can, isn't it? Mm. It's a number still. Numbers, man. Um, it's interesting you're talking about that in terms of like how you were. Um, this is going on a bit of a tangent. Obviously, I'll get back to it in a bit. But like, I've recently like been thinking about. Um, I saw like a few, uh, like articles and just like tweets here and there about um Acon and uh, mm. how he's doing that. You know. Th- Acon City thing in Senegal, I think. Yeah. And I was like seeing people, you know, that were from there, going like, it's not what you think. <laughs> like, mm. and obviously, how we see Africa as a whole continent is, you know, severely um, damaged by like just how you know the news is about it. How, you know, the only thing we see is just like you know adverts for water aid and stuff like that, and it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're just programmed to think like that's how it. That's how it always is. How, that's how it always is. You know, and mm. you know how you were talking about with London, like how you saw that in the news and how you were just influenced by it. Um, it's just like you know, gang violence, knife crime, pollution, mm. whatever, Floods. just all the negative shit, yeah, right? Yeah. And then maybe like, <laughs> and maybe like rap. <laughs> 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 and even in that, and even in that, we get to drill music, and then everyone's like, "Oh no, it's just uh, mm. they're, they're, they're doing two things." But you know, it mm. is what it is on that front, and we know what's up on that front. But you know, it's up to us to, I guess, um, educate on that front. But anyway, um, yeah. I just find it, I just found it interesting. That's just something I gleaned from uh, what you were talking about in terms of just uh, you know, the the shock of coming here. Obviously, it's like you know, it's not it's not all bad. You know, they exist. It's relevant, but it's not everything it's not the whole it's, not it's, not, it's never the full picture that's what i want to say mm-hmm. um well speaking of music anyway um what were you uh at that time just in the grown-up period like what were you being being i guess uh influenced by like what were you like what was your family listening to what what were you always hearing around the house or just around mm-hmm. school or whatever what was the what, what were the vibes like in terms of uh, uh the music for, for you Okay, so I grew up listening to, um, I didn't grow up listening to like rap music and and all of that. I grew up listening to a lot of Congolese music. Mm. I'll give you um, Kofi, um, Papa Wemba, Madilu, Pepe Kale. Like my, my Congolese people would know about all of these, like Franco as well. So I grew up listening to a lot of cultural music. So learning the rhythm and stuff like that, like it makes you feel happy and stuff like that. Like that's the whole genre of rumba, like enjoying yourself dancing. So I grew up listening mm-hmm. to that. When I actually got introduced to urban music, rap music and all of that, that was my older brother, Marty. He's he's in my, my, my whole Wavy Nation clique. We, we, we're going to talk about that. But yeah, Marty introduced me to the whole urban music scene. I think I'd seen glimpses on TV. <clears throat> I think before the US, I stumbled on UK music first. That's funny, actually. And uh, I live here now. But I was just, um, I'd seen Dizzy Rascal on TV. 
I'd seen an artist called Lady Suffering. I don't know if you lot remember her, but Lady Suffering and Amy Winehouse. That was another one. Yeah, those like those three like I'd I'd, I'd known about them, but mm. my older brother actually introduced me to like the gangster rap, the American, because that was what really was at the forefront of early music, and Finland. Our channels were weird. Like we had, we we could connect it. Yeah, what's Finnish music saying? <laughs> well, Finnish music, yeah. At that time, at that time, yeah, we had an artist called Pico Gay. Now, my people would know that. My Finnish people would know him in it. He was like the, he was like the rapper, like right. the rapper, rapper. Like people, yeah. like he embedded the whole style. I'm talking about. He would have a do rag. He would have like the big. T-shirt, the backy jeans, but he had a vibe to him. I can't lie. I remember my dad got me a CD of him. It was pretty dope, but yeah, from Finland, I I, I wasn't really too into that whole thing. Like he was just yeah. one guy. But shout out to uh-huh. Gay man and yeah. and all his supporters there. But yeah, my older brother introduced me to the like, gangster rap scene. That's like your Fifty Cent, your Jar, not Jar Rule, sorry, Joe Santana, the whole Dipset crew. Uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Tupac, Biggie, like, and the list just keeps going on and on. Um, Snoop Dogg, I don't know if I just mentioned him. Like, all the OGs, like, mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think my my mom or dad had an NWA CD. I'm not too sure, but we was never allowed to listen to music like that, though, on the radio, but... On TV or I think YouTube was just starting up or was a LimeWire or one of them things where you could download mm-hmm. songs. So like that era, I was introduced to all of the 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 urban music. But I grew up on on that, and that's what I've really kind of taken my influence from. Like I've, I'm very much influenced by that American, that early, that early uh, urban scene. That's what I'm fully in, influenced by. And then obviously now, obviously more UK artists as I've grown up. But during that time, that's why I kind of grew up listening to. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, no, it's um, you know, the LimeWire days. I wasn't really like personally in that kind of realm. I think for me it was like uh, just a little bit afterwards, like you were talking about with YouTube, I guess. Mm. But at the same time, it was at that point for me, I guess it was like uh, uh, people sending tracks. Simpler times, mate. <laughs> simpler times. I mean, I mean, simpler times in one way, but I can literally just like send the whole album right now just like to, to a bro and it's just like peep this whole album right now so it's, 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 it's glorious yeah. in one sense but yeah in that sense it's a, it was similar times it was just like t- taking two minutes two to five minutes to send a da- one damn song via bluetooth or a trick oh yeah yeah but anyway <laughs> nostalgia fest over um <laughs> so well obviously the point of this interview is um, to talk about your music at some point, but um, mm. just holding back on that for a moment and just uh, forming the foundations, I, I guess. Um, 
when did you personally start to begin to discover well discover music for yourself but also to actually you know try uh either songwriting or just like you know do music mm. for your for your own personal just like uh you know i don't know, interest cool. i guess i feel yeah um so okay this started from finland i wouldn't say i started writing from finland okay but i started like creating sounds from finland like early like i think my dad has this in the cassettes and stuff like that me and my me and my brother like we would like we we like the lifestyle because we'd see it on tv a lot like we like the rapper lifestyle and obviously growing up with like the congolese music these when they do performances these congolese artists like your coffees your papa wembers and stuff like that r.i.p him though but how they would set up they'll have a whole band they'll have like the people dance so it's a proper event you feel me so watching that as young like we imitated things like that so i remember like when me and my brother like he would kill me for this but we used to like <laughs> we used to like make sounds like dun, 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 dun. like we thought that was rap like we we're, we're not composing music so that's the earliest memory i think i was like maybe six four, five, probably, earliest memory of actually putting sounds together and okay. thinking, okay, cool, this is interesting. Mm. Fast forward, um, obviously, I remember seeing this back in the days, they used to have this show on MTV, I think they show how much certain things are worth, and um, I remember seeing P. Diddy. Oh, what, Cribs? They were talking, yeah, um, I don't think it was Cribs, it was something else, it's like they talk about how... You're, the assets you got, so the boats, the, the houses, they just sum it up. I, I just can't remember. I don't think it was Cribs. It could be Cribs, but I doubt it, though. Right. But similar. Yeah. So I think his boat was worth something, one point something million. And I remember that day I watched it and I was like, I ran to my room. I, swear, I was like, if I close my eyes hard enough, yeah, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be rich. I swear down. Because I, I just yeah. want that. I remember wanting that. Mm-hmm. And just the lifestyle, I knew what P. Diddy done, like he was a musician and... You know, he helped other artists and whatnot. So, it wasn't until I moved to the UK that I, I would say, I started writing a little bit. And how the writing started is 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 mad. Like, when you're from Finland, you have to go do a military service. So, my older brother had to go, and because I was the youngest, you know, anyone that's younger will know. If you had a bunk bed, I had to be at the top. Struggle. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was sleeping at the top the top bunk and he'll be at the bottom and every night he'll be like like and he's just rapping uh-huh. every night without fail like I'll have school the next day he don't care you know he's th- he's really just rapping you know on, 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 on the bottom bunk so when it was time for him to go Obviously, I can't like, yeah, I miss my big bro, innit? Like, he's gone now. Mm-hmm. So, I'm 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 in the room by myself, and I'm realising, well, I ain't got to be at the top bank no more. You know, maybe let me go on the bed. Let me, let me try. Maybe if I, you know, the bars will come to me. If I go to the bed, you know, there's some magic on that bed. I swear down. No word of a lie. This is what I was thinking. Like, So, I remember I went, I went um, on his obviously on the on the bed where he used to sleep and i was trying to write and i remember i wrote one line and and that was it but it 
it actually banged for me. So I was like, oh, okay, we might actually have something here. Mm. So one line became two lines, two lines became three lines, four, five, and so on and so on. And um, yeah, from there, I just kind of continued, continued to the point where I had a hook or a solid verse. It never really made sense because I was on this rhyming thing. Like, that's how I used to write before. It was like, cat, mat, hat, that, <laughs> like that in it. So every end of the sentence is a rhyme. So it just flows. So then I started, okay, it needs to start having meaning. So I'll try my best, you know, to add meaning. And I used to, I used to look up, by this time I already knew like British artists and stuff like, uh, now I'm listening to like Crepton Conan and... Who else was out at that time? Get, I think Getz was out at that time. Chip was popping yep. at that yep. time early. So I kind of know these artists. Obviously still influenced by the American scene, you know, Lil Wayne's and the list goes on. But yeah, I like the way Krypton Conan always did their punchlines. That was their thing, like, da-da-da-da-da, punchline. And it'll make you sit there and think, oh, snap. Even to the point, like, sometimes now... Like, I could be listening to some of their old songs and there's some punchlines that I've missed. So I like the way they wrote, and I was like, I want to be that kind of artist <clears throat> where um, I'm composing punchlines and they have people, like, you know, kind of blown away. Funny enough, during that time in school, me and a couple of my friends, Iman and Jordan, shout out them to cool friends of mine, we used to pretend in high school, we used to, like, Imitate Krypton Kona almost would be like, for example, I don't know, car, no engine. And then we'll just all be like, ah, like that. So big fan of these people anyway. So, but they didn't know that this was something that I actually wanted to do. It was was a joke to them at the time. But anyways, um, now, obviously I'm influenced by these eyes. I want to be, I want to be similar to them in a way. Um, so I think it took me a while, but I was always thinking like, how do I want to be as an artist and stuff like that? I wanted to have a bit of Lil Wayne in me because he, he had the cheekiness. He had the, he had that kind of thing to him and Krypton Conan had the punchlines. 50 Cent had the kind of the rap attitude. So I wanted to kind of merge everything into one and still be me in a sense. So I remember every day, every night, I was, like I say, writing, writing, one line, two line, to a point where I wrote a song. Mm. I remember um, I would get my sister, I would get my sister to the room and I'd be like, okay, cool, you need to listen to this and tell me what you think because there's no way I'm going to go out there and try and embarrass myself because these times, lethal. School is legal. You can't go with whack bars to school. You can't even... School is a jungle, man. Like, school is crazy. You can never go there and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm a rapper. And and if you can't back it, it's, there's no point. Just close your mouth. Because there was a lot of... There was a few people in our school that used to rap, and they were really good. Yeah. Shout out Trey. Because I know Trey used to rap. That's one of my guys. We got Trey. Free Trey. But, yeah, like... He used to rap, and I liked the way he used to rap. And I was like, damn, like, I want to be able to, you know, do these kind of things. So it just, it it encouraged me to write more, write more, write more. And then, like I said, eventually I wrote a a full song. Um, Never recorded that. I just 
new to myself that I kind of could write a new song. So after that, fast forward, because I'm going to have to fast forward in time. So that was like high school. So I wrote from, I'll say from year nine all the way till, I'll say the first year of uni. That's, That's that long. period. That period is just writing. That's long. <laughs> Very long. Because I wasn't, because yeah. bearing in mind, I had to break the break that the confidence barrier because mm. I wasn't confident. I was shy. Mm. I wasn't um, even putting the words together. I still had to practice the pen. Um, just, yeah, like that whole thing. And the biggest one is the confidence thing. Like, you know, people are shy. Like, people can be actually good because I know people that are good, but then they're shy. So that, that barrier, breaking that, I think that was the hardest thing to break because I had to really put myself out there. Like, I didn't even tell my friends at this point. I think I told Raymond. That's my guy. I shout out Raymond. I told Raymond in year 10 that, you know, I write. But I didn't even tell him that I write music. I was telling him I write, like, almost like a diary, but I write it in rhymes. I didn't want to... I didn't have the confidence to say right. I can actually do music, you see? Right. So... First year uni is when I broke the barrier. So I was with a girl this one time. Southampton Uni as well. Solent I went to. Um, first year, I remember, I'll never forget. I was on my bed to my ex and I was like, yo. Because I remember coming back from a, a, a lecture and I was like, this uni thing is not for me. <laughs> I said that. Because that lesson was just difficult. Like, I was like, right. where I got myself into? Uh-huh. But... I remember laying on the bed, I'm like to her, like, yo, um, I really want to do this music thing, you know, like, I'm, I'm just, this, uni's not for me, like, I'm, uh, I, I don't know, like, I really want to do this music thing, and she was like, well, Yance, if you want to do this music thing, you ain't got no, no music on SoundCloud, you ain't got nothing on your Instagram, like, nothing to, to show that you actually want to be a musician. Yeah. So I remember sitting there, I was like, now nah, I got patting up. I need, I, that's what I need. I need to get a song. I need to actually go ahead and record. Because prior to that, I'd always ask my brother, like, yo, can I record? But I was never ready, you know? I just wanted to kind of see, but he never let me come to the studio. But at this point, it was like a whole different type of feeling. Because now I'm like, no, I actually need this to progress. Like, I, I saw that vision. Mm-hmm. So from there... Fonzie, I called Fonzie. He's on one of the songs called Jig and Finesse. Um, I called Fonzie and I was like, I was like, I'm trying to do this music thing and I need a studio to record. I really need a studio. I really need a studio. And he was like, okay, cool. Um, there's a studio that I go to because he was the only guy that I knew from college that was actually rapping and he had songs. Right. And his he was just... <sighs> Fonzie was... For me, like, I can't lie. I was like, Fonzie, you're hard. Like, <laughs> fuck, you know, you can put yeah. all these words together. And uh-huh. auto-tune was just coming in, like, acceptable in the UK. Like, uh-huh. I'm not saying people didn't try it. Probably they tried it before. But yeah. auto-tune has just come in now. And he was merging that and rap. And I was like, yo, you're hard. So that was the first person I thought to call. So after I called him, he was like, yeah, obviously he's in London. You're going to have to come back down. So I remember that night, I was looking, 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 look for a beat. I found a beat, um, two beats actually, but I released one. 
Um, it's called Wavy Warm Up. It's still on my SoundCloud today. Um, so I must have wrote for that the whole night. I was just writing, writing, writing. Mm. And it was pretty dope. Like, I can't lie. I had my punchlines in there and so on. Um, so I was like, now confident. So I booked the coach. I went to Reggie's studio. This is in his old house in the shed. I don't know if he still records there, but at the time, it was him and Soul. They used to, they used to do their thing. This is in um, Alberton. So he took me there. I remember recording to, to to a beat called Lock Off. You know, Section Boys, they had one. And to this other beat. The Lock Off one never came out because that was ugh, too bad. <laughs> but the one that I did release, it was like sampled by an old artist. Um, I think it was called um, Sacrifices. I, I can't remember the actual beat name now. Okay. But for anyone that really wants to check it out, Wavy Warm Up, it's the first one. You just got to go on my SoundCloud, it's the first one. So, yeah, I remember recording it, getting it done, and Reggie was like, he's going to send it to me on my email. I remember hearing it getting mixed, and I was gassed, like, over the moon. And I remember one day in my uni dorm, I get an email, and I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to the song, and I'm like, whoa, it's mixed. It wasn't mixed to what mixing is now. So, but at right. that time, the, what I heard was out of the moon. I was like, whoa. This is this is me. This is my life. I'm gonna now take because the feeling that it's giving me is like, you know, the sky's the limit. Like I've never felt limitless before like that. Like throughout my life, I've always been like, you know, like I said, shy. Like I'm limiting myself to the possibilities of life. But when I got this song, I was like, yo, I'm gonna be whatever I wanna be. Like this is me now. So yeah, from yeah, there, yeah. I remember. Calling my bro, calling and letting him hear the song. And, um, yeah, he he must have been gassed. And he was just like, yeah, keep on going. Yeah. And from and from there, um, I Can never I stopped. Can I take a quick really. pause on that? Yeah, go around. Because there's a lot you've... <laughs> in that little bit. And I just wanted to, like, just, I don't know, reaffirm some of those things in the background. Because, like, the fact that you were talking about, you know, you didn't actually drop anything until, you know, first, or even think about dropping anything until, like, first year university is fascinating, right? So that's, uh, how many years is that? It's like six, nine, ten, eleven, six, so like, about, yeah, like, six, six years, something like that? That's a while. That's a long time. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a a while, because, like, um, you know, just, um, it reminds me of uh, one time, like, I, re- I wrote my first uh, screenplay, uh, well, it was a TV pilot, uh, when I was in sixth form. And mm. it was, like, the f- just the first thing I thought of, clicky-clacked it down, it was nothing, right? It was this doo-doo, right? It's, it's nothing, right? But it was something, you know? And <laughs> I literally, a couple, like, a day later, my boy comes to me, and he says... Uh, I read your script. I was like, "How the hell did you read that?" He said, "You left it on your, you left it on the computer you were on." I was like, oh, "Shit!" Yeah. And then he proceeded to roast me about it because it was terrible. Objectively, <laughs> looking back, it was <laughs> terrible, right? 
Mm. But I was just like, damn, I can't even, I couldn't even just get one done and then just like have nobody see it ever again. So my boy knows it's trash and I'm just like, oh, it's terrible. Trash. So I completely understand where you're coming from because I actually had that, <laughs> that, that impossible feeling of just like, shit, mm. they saw my garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that with everybody you know what i mean like the first thing isn't always the best obviously it's, it's never it's never perfect but um you know but um i completely understand where you come from in terms of that you know just the general shyness and just like you know how do i get to the level that you know these these, these people that i'm admiring are even doing like do mm. i can i even can i even get the equipment to um, to even like actually potentially be on that level kind of thing exactly and um yeah so you can continue on from that um yeah uh from uh from, from where you were at because uh obviously you were getting to i guess a a real turning point i just wanted to just reaffirm, like that uh, no but that's important though but, uh, you know everyone goes through that just a quick side note everyone that's starting up you're gonna go through the stages of like you're not even gonna like your own work. Oh yeah. I remember Ed Sheeran <laughs> said one heavy. thing. <laughs> it's heavy. Ed Sheeran said this one thing I'll never forget. He said it on one of the shows, yeah. I think you know one of those talk shows. He was like when you start any creative thing, the first is your work is like a tap. Imagine like a tap of water where bullshit is coming out. You got you got to lay it all out cuz if you don't lay it out it's gonna, it's still gonna be with you. You gotta go through that process of kind of getting it out there. Let people judge you. People say shit, and then you're like, okay, cool. I'm gonna attack it this way and that way. Yeah. Because throughout my whole thing, you know, people have been telling me to stop. People have been telling me that's not it, and I've still continued. So you improve as time goes along. No one's perfect when they start. Everyone's crap. I'll tell you that. But some crap is better than other crap. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like putting on a tap to hot. But it's cold at that point, so you have to like mm. wait for it to just wait for the exactly, exactly, <laughs> my man, my man. Good analogy. So, flipping. So now, okay, I've done the song now. Baby warm up and um, my older brother's rating it, and um, the feeling's amazing. And I'm like thinking, I need to continue this. You know, I can't stop. And um, I remember I was eager to release it. You know, people were telling me, oh, maybe you should shoot a video to it and stuff like that. And I knew at that point I wasn't ready to show my face yet or to to the music video level. Like I said, there's so many barriers I had to go through because I was proper self-subconscious and stuff like that. Like, so I didn't do no video for the video, uh, for the song. Yeah. I was like more focused on let me get projects because I know a lot of these artists, they have mixtapes, mixtapes. That was my aim. I need to just hit them with projects, projects, projects. So I released the first wavy warm up. That was out. Then obviously, um, I had other songs with my other friends in between. But throughout that time, like kept on writing till I released my first project with my older brother P O M E, and that's on SoundCloud as well. That's mainly quick summary on the tape. It's to do with okay so the type of artist i am i'm a type of artist that i'll 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 make a song based on where i'm at in life so when i did me, that's obviously i'm in a relationship like i feel like 
innocence sky's the limit but i still have my limitations and stuff like that um proper excited i would say i'm super excited so this the, the the songs on the tape were mainly about love songs and excitement like little things you can check it out you know what I me mean? then i released my solo project which was like that was i think the year that summer that year but i'd worked on it Ooh, the dates i'm not good with the dates man but i my, my first project rookie of the year i released that that had more um I would say the songs on there were more about like now I'm more aware of like the gang violence because I'd lost a friend to that. Right. Um, family feuds, you know, dealing with friendship and money, cause the, and then breakups and stuff like that. Because now I'm I'm just come out of a relationship, so I'm talking about stages and stuff like that. You can go check it out, Rookie of the Year. That has all of that them emotional songs and them things there so from rookie of the year still haven't released the video though right because i'm still not ready so this is a year after i've released the wavy warm-up yeah still haven't released the year mm-hmm. still taking my time with it everyone's telling me oh maybe you should you know link up tv grand daily i i knew my in myself i wasn't ready for that and for any artist that's coming up like it's good for you to know yourself like it's good to get advice from people as well but know yourself where you're at like don't rush to do things because a lot of people get excited and want to, oh, I need to do this, 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 that, and I need to blow. Because that was my mindset. I can't lie. I was just, I wanted I wanted that one song that's going to take me. Although I was doing projects, yeah. I was doing projects so that if one of the songs come out and blow, at least they know that I can compose a body of work anyway. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I can work. But my mindset was set on just one song, innit? But yeah... For any artist that's coming up, don't rush. You know, think about it. Think about where you're at right now. Do you honestly think that you're good enough? Because the panel, the <laughs> judging panel, people are cold with it. They're straight with it. They'll tell you your shit. And if you're not ready, it, it will make you feel a type of way. So you got to be prepared for that. So anyway, cool. Did Rookie of the Year had some... Um, cool songs there that a lot of my friends started liking and this is a time where now I'm like okay cool this can actually go somewhere because I had a lot of doubt like there's a lot of times when I'll be just there like thinking to myself I'm not gonna make it I'm gonna give up because I did like there's times I gave up for two days like I was just like no music no nothing I remember listening to um I think AJH AJ Tracy and Dave released a song called Samantha or a little bit before that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They released song like that and now the culture's shifting. We've gone from like your Captain Connors and stuff like that, Jay Huss and stuff like that. Obviously during college I'd be listening to him, but now the culture's shifting more, isn't it? And I'm like, nah. There's no way I'm gonna last in this industry. <laughs> They're too cold. They're ahead yeah. of me. Yeah. They're ahead of me. Uh-huh. And that was the worst thing I could do. Cause when you're when you think about being competitive, it kills your creativity. Facts. You gotta focus on what I didn't know, but you have to focus on being the most creative. How can I be very new, like different, but within yourself, like don't be looking at other people and be like, why does my man have that? Or I can never amount <laughs> right. to what he does because he's there because of 
himself, his own, he has his own journey. We don't know how he got there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. I remember I was just like, I'm going to quit. You know, the music is good, but I feel like people are lying to me. I feel like people are not really telling me the truth because, you know, true, I'm a nice guy and whatnot. So I would think that people were like just being nice enough to tell me, nah, the music is good. Right. But yeah, I had a lot of people telling me, nah, just keep going, you know, don't even come with that kind of talk. My brother did not want to hear me talk like that. He was anti-negative. So I continued. Then um, I ended up doing, I, I, I did a single called Got It Like That. Recorded that first, but that's part of another project called King Frozen, which is also on my SoundCloud. So this is what really changed everything. Okay. Like, yeah, this is what changed everything. So when I did got it like that, I done a music video to it, right? Did my first big music video that because I decided to take the step to record because at the time we were living in 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 the house, but still at uni, doing my like my second year. Yeah. Um, um, I live with Lucky Visuals and my older brother, Lucky Visuals. Big up Lucky Visuals, but he was shooting a lot of my brother's music videos because he had a lot of material. and we never could really get in time to shoot something for me so it it pushed me to think okay cool i need to really be this independent guy that i only want to be you know you don't want to just be on one level now it's the time now it's the time so i remember i I used to work at tesco big up tesco i used to work at tesco and i used to i remember that month i worked the whole month like i did some crazy dirty hour shifts just to make enough money to go she did music video. Really. I think the video was around six hundred to five hundred pound. Another thing, artists invest in yourself. If you don't invest in yourself, ain't nobody gonna invest in you. But anyway, yeah. So I I done the got it like that video. Got it shut now. I managed to get everyone together to shoot the video. It was awesome. So now the videos come now. I remember. I remember. China, because prior to that. I'd always wanted to have like a song on the platforms like your Link Up TVs, your guy and Davis. I remember submitting it to Link Up TV, they rejected it. I think they rejected it on one of the on the day I had an open mic. And I did shows as well in between the time of Rookie of the Year to King Frozer, like that period of time. Right. Just to break that kind of barrier. Big up um my mentor. He he helped me a lot. Uh, Kid Dreamer. He was a big part of my growth in my career. He introduced me to Steven, which later um, helped me do these open mics. But yeah, so during that period, I did a few open mics. Uh, I remember submitting, got it like that to Link Up TV, and they rejected it on the day of my show. So I was like, shattered. Like, this is the end of the world or whatever, but... <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. All the, all the guys are telling me, don't worry about it. Just keep pushing, keep pushing. So... I ended up submitting it to Grime daily, and then they were like, yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Grime daily, first video. So I'm I'm sitting, like, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm about to make it, man. <laughs> I'm about to make it. You know, because all this work that I put in, Grime daily, big platform and that, cool. So they've accepted it. They've scheduled the release or whatever. Cool. I remember putting a little preview on my Snapchat and, like, a lot of people started to message me and stuff like that. I was like, okay, cool. This is actually can be the one. So, released it now. 
came out. I think it did like 9,000 the first week or the second week. And bearing in mind, I've come from doing songs that I like on SoundCloud and I'm waiting a week to even get 100 plays. Yeah. So for me to get like a that like nine thousand, yeah, it's like nine hundred. I was like, yo, <laughs> what is going on? Yo, I've made it. I've definitely made it. But like again, like the e- the enemy of progress is the one where you start comparing yourself. Because I'm looking at the grand daily thing, and I'm looking. There's other people with twenty three thousand, mm. thirty thousand, fifty thousand, hundred thousand. So I'm like, okay, cool. Ten thousand is a lot, but. Yo, I got a long way to go if I want to be da 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 whatever. So I got a good reception from that. Um, so now I'm working on my project, King Frozo. I'm doing songs like um, Wavy Warm Up Three. I'd advanced on the because it's a series. I've done more. So Wavy Warm Up Three, I did, and then I did a song called Neil Armstrong. Uh, and Jig and Finesse. Those are the two songs that changed everything for me. So. <coughs> When I'd recorded the audios, I had the audios, um, I met this guy called Manny Doe. He's from Leeds, he's another artist. He came down to Southampton. I didn't really know him at this point like that, but we, I think we met in a club, a Cafe Parfait. You know, you, you might know what I'm aware Parfait. of Cafe Parfait, yes. yes okay, yes. cool. Just, just, a note, just a note for everyone listening. Uh, we went. We both went to the same uni around the same time, so... <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, uh, you have to. You have to be... Um, if you if you're from Southampton, you probably won't uh, you, get you some of it. Know. But yeah, trust is um, yeah. So it's, it's a little, it's a, it's a little club, you know, in the middle of in the middle of town. Um, mm. You know, it's, it's got the it's got the traditional two rooms, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, mm. you know all that all that stuff. If you you know, like er- like every other UK club, let's be real. But <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> Cafe Parfait. I'm a hero with Cafe Parfait. Right. Um, he introduced me to a DJ called Silver. That night, the same night we went Cafe Parfait, the same night we went to that. So he introduced me to Silver. Now, big up DJ Silver because he's, he embraced me, innit? He, the whole, that whole crew, because him, Silver, and K Dog, and a few other of my friends live together. So that house was like the DJ house. So cool. He introduced Manny introduced me to Silver. I remember um he had the whole deck, the whole whole shebang, the whole DJ set, the whole speakers in his room. And I remember coming in when I'd seen that I was like, Whoa, like this is someone that really invested in himself. Like he's gone out the way to get his own equipment. Mm. This is just my own mental note. Silver probably doesn't even know this. But I've gone to his room now. We're chilling. We've got to know him or whatever. Cool. I wasn't one of them guys to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I do music. I wasn't that. So I was just chill. Yeah, slip in the mix, though, yeah? Okay. Nah, nah. It wasn't that. Cause... The link. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I wasn't on that. I wasn't on that. So, because I was still kind of shy. And, like, for a DJ, for me to be in, like, be, like, in a DJ's house like that, I didn't really want to be putting myself out like that you know maybe that was the wrong way to go by but I I don't regret it though so it's modest yeah, cool 
I was just chilling and he'd left the room now. And um, I was just in the room and obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm drunk or whatever, intoxicated. And I'm like, cool, I want to hear one of my songs. So I slapped one of my songs on, on the TV just to watch, just to see the views as well. I think it's creeped up to 10,000 or 11,000 or something like that. And I remember playing it and then Silver literally comes into the room and he's like, Raw, is that you? <laughs> he looks at me, looking at the video, looks at me, he's like, bro, now you're hard. So you grind daily as well. I'm like, yeah, he's like, yeah, da, da, da. now bro, you're hard. Listen, but you do music seriously? I'm like, yeah, I've got a whole tape coming out. That's when I started, you know, spinning right. yeah, the yeah, tape. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, oh, you got, I got a whole tape coming out. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I'm going to definitely keep you in the loop with what I'm doing. He's like, yeah, bro. Keep me in the lead. Send me this song. Am I playing in the clubs and stuff like that? I was like, okay, cool. More than I bargained for, innit? For sure. The day's gone amazing. Cool. I've finished this project now. I do Neil Armstrong, Jigger Finesse. Like I said, the two songs that changed changed my whole situation. So I remember the day I went to his house. I, I've got... This is like days after. I've gone to his house um, and I presented these songs. I played Neil Armstrong. He was like, bro, I love this song. Like... He loved it, but then when I played Jig and Finesse, it's like the first time I've attacked drill, because usually I do rap and, like I'll say, groovy, groovy type of music, like for girls and stuff like that. I'm still trying to find myself, but this is the first time I've done drill. Okay. So now when I've done drill, he must have been like, bro, this is, you found, you found a recipe. I remember K-Dog came downstairs as well, because they all lived together. He was like, you found a recipe, you found it, you found it. This is the one, this is the one. So from there, they were like, you just need to do a music video for this one. You just need a music. I remember they were just advising me. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to get that done. So obviously, Fonzie is on the song, and my older brother Marty's on the song as well. So I called Fonzie the same day. I was like, bro, we need to do this music video ASAP. So put as much money as you can together, and I'm going to put my side, and we're going to make this happen. And we did. I think we did it. Yeah, we 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 went and shot in. Uh, where was it? Greenwich, I think. Okay. I think I'm not too sure. Yeah. But we went and shot that. We got Jay money to direct the video, shoot the video. Once the video was done, this is the first time uh, drones were getting introduced as well. I know people had used it, but this is the first time in my video. Spams that shit though, yeah. Yo, the drones though. If you're artist, you know you be like the videographer. 4K. Have to get one. Drone. There. You got the drone though. <laughs> so yep, yeah, yep. he brought out the drone, and we had the whole shebang. Music video done. We had a whole theme to it. Music video done. I remember once the music video was done, I waited a couple weeks, and um, I went to, when I got the video. I remember I called my brother into the room. We lived together at this point, so I called him. I was like, "Yo, come to the room." I didn't say nothing. I just watched the TV. I swear he watched it, and he was like, he went quiet for a moment. He was like, "Bro, this is the hardest music video I've seen at that time." Obviously, he was like, "Bro." Now this is hard. Let's watch it again. We, I think we watched it like five times. I ended up the day later. I ended up showing it to Silver. He was like, "Bro, I'm gonna make sure I push this for you," and so on and so on. I ended up building a good relationship with Silver during the time of the got it like that to Jig and Finesse because it was a period of time. So um, done the music video, released that on 
on um, Grand Daily. I, I was in London, I'll never forget. My cousin came from Finland, we were in central London. I released it. And um, <clears throat> when I'd gone on Grand Daily to see if it's up, mm. it was on like 5,000 in like two, like five, ten, I don't know how many hours. But it was on five thousand, and it it was on a high number in such a low in short amount of time. Right. Yeah. And like I said, still in that mentality, like this is what's gonna make me. This is what's gonna make me. This was gonna make me. I'm like, I'm seeing the progress, the progress. Then um, I remember um, I got back to uni after this time because this was like you know you have your little breaks during the week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or like half term or whatever. Yeah. So I released the jailhouse and came back now. <clears throat> Same cafe parfait. I've gone now. I've gone to the club. Um, and I go upstairs. I remember I went with Freddie. I'll never forget this day. Went with Freddie, cafe parfait. We went up to the upstairs room. So upstairs is like the urban. Downstairs is like your general club music, whatever. Boom. I'm upstairs now. Vibes and chilling. And next thing I hear, jigger finesse, jigger finesse, jigger finesse, jig. I'm like, what the heck? Yo, no way is this getting played in the club right now. Yeah. I think I must have been, I was either with Freddie or Freddie was downstairs, but I know I experienced it and I don't remember no one being next to me. I was just in my own bubble at that point. Right. So I'm like, damn, in the club. I'm like, thank you, Silver. I remember he's like, nah, don't worry about it. Cool. Go downstairs on my life, they play Jugging Finesse again. And I remember Freddie and all of that, they started to drag me. They're like, oh, da, 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 da. And I'm like, yo, I'm definitely gonna make it. Like, this is more, um, what's that word I'm looking for? Ver, ver, yeah, what's verification. It? Um, valid, yeah, yeah. Verification, validation. Val- that oh, same yeah, thing, that's, isn't that's it? Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah so can. I'm thinking, nah, I'm validating myself in me like I'm gonna make it the confidence is coming like I'm uh-huh. really embracing this person that I'm becoming now so cool um come out the club now I'm gassed everyone's like I'm everyone's like bro that's your son I'm like yeah da, 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 da. then I remember uh event manager came out as well his name was Manny Manny I never forget him big up Manny Manny came out he was like yo um, I'm doing events. I'm starting to do more events. Um, this is one of my first. And th- with that Jig and Finesse song, yours, I'm paraphrasing because I, I don't really yeah, know yeah, how yeah. the conversation went, but more or less it went like, was that one of your songs? I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm trying to do events down here. Would you be keen on performing? I was like, bro, of course. That's what I live for, man. Get me in whenever. Yeah. But I wasn't, you know, obviously... As you come up, you know, you're doing the thing. A lot of people promise stuff for you and they'll say they'll do stuff for you right. and they don't show up. So I was thinking, he's just saying that. Yeah. Whatever. I think a couple of weeks later, because we all went to the same uni, I seen him in the library and he was like, um, yo, Jans, come, come, come. So I sat next to him. He's like, listen, I'm trying to, um, I've managed to organize, uh, uh, managed to organize a, an event for most that to come down. And what would you would you be keen on performing? Basically, I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah. Everything is guaranteed. I'm gonna need your help to push the tickets, though. I was like, bro, don't worry about it. I'll get my people <laughs> in London to come. Like this is an event. 
Jens just made it, man. Let's <laughs> pause again, because like pause, pause, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's a, that's, a, that's a, I'm thinking of the timeline, right? Again, I'm just like, okay, so you wrote for six or so years, you didn't drop nothing, nothing, and then you got to uni, and then you got to mm. kick up the ass by your uh, by your girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. and then that what? How so? In in space of actually starting to drop stuff. And then performing under most tech. <laughs> what's that? Spe- what's that space? That's like a year or two. So from okay, I think so. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So that's six. <laughs> Do you see? <laughs> see this I I'm mean, you're living People... it, but like, I'm just anyone listening. Like, you see that? Like, you you go from you're six years, and you just you know you you're doing that. You're just writing. You're just doing what you feel, and you're doing mm. what you enjoy, right? Yeah. And then you just, and then you finally just get that, you know, just uh, that, that, you know, just that, I don't know, battery pack, so to speak. And you're yeah. just like, all right, let's just do, let's just give it a go. Mm. And then it's just two years later and you're, you're, you know, that's crazy, I'm bro. Perform- this is what I'm saying, but that's it's crazy. like, it's when we're talking about it now, yeah. two years sounds like two years. But bro, it's a, yeah. in that, I felt like it was forever. I didn't think I was even progressing. Like, like I was saying, the amount of times I wanted to quit. Right. Like, I remember sitting there like, I'm not going to be as good. As, I'm never going to perform. Because who's going to want to hear my voice? Like, I'm telling myself these things. And, you know, you are your own biggest enemy. That's it's what I've learned throughout. Constant self doubt. It wasn't until these little things that helped me really remember that no, I'm good enough. But yeah, yeah. So yeah. Manny, Manny said no. You're gonna help. Need to help me push the ticket. So cool. Fast forward. I've now announced it. A lot of people are proud of me and stuff like that. Cool, cool, cool. Whatever. I kept my people from London to come. So now, it's time for me. It's day of the performance. Performance day. So. I can't lie, I'm a bit nervous. No, not even a bit. Fuck it, I'm nervous. Yeah. There's like around a thousand something people there. This is Switch as well. One of the this is the biggest club in Southampton. So for the people that don't know, Switch is like where your Bugsy Malone's, your Stormzy's, your Craig Davis will perform. Like this is this is the the spot in it. Yep. So a performance day. I remember a group going on before me. <laughs> They performed their song. The crowd was, the crowd was moving. They were all right, and I was like, I'm, I'm getting more nervous. I'm thinking, oh my days, how am I gonna do this? Like, how is this gonna be? So cool. It's my turn to go on stage now, and um, I'm, I'm not even ready. Like artist wise, I'm coming then with the big jacket. I'm coming with ten man on stage. Like, you know what I mean? It's not really a professional artist, isn't it? So you got a winter coat cool. for a twenty five degree. <laughs> Hey, I was so hot. I was so hot. <laughs> but yeah, I'm 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 going on stage now, and I'm like, okay, cool. They play the first one, Neil Armstrong. Mm-mm. But uh, we saying we um, cool. The crowd is like moving, because I, I remember I was looking, and some people are there like a bit hesitant, like hmm, I don't know you, that kind of face. I'm looking in the crowd. I'm yeah. saying, okay, cool. Finish the song. Now they put Jug and Finesse. Doom. Just the chorus. Jug and Finesse. Jug and Finesse. And the crowd goes crazy, bro. They have to run the song back again. And I'm literally surprised. I'm like, yo, 
what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, I can't believe it. They run the song again. I do the song again. I'm going to send you... I think I sent you already the 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 the, uh-huh. the, the, um, the performance, the mosh pit yeah, and all yeah, of yeah. that. So by the second time they've run it, people already know the chorus. They're singing it back to me. I think I've done, done it like three times, like the song, and finished, and people are like coming at me. Oh, your performance was way better than most that. Da, 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 da. People remember you, who you are. That changed everything to the point, Charlie, I'm telling you. The day later, I would go to the library. There was this one girl. She came up. To, I'd never known her before. Like, I'm coming yeah. to the library. People are low-key looking at me, but not looking at me. You know when people are just... The eyes are just doing that. But they're not really saying much. But then, I remember I was in the study area. Do, do you remember the the second floor in the library? Yeah, yeah. The, that's, yeah. that's the most... That's the bait floor. I call it the bait floor, <laughs> innit? Yes, yeah, so it's cool. open area. Yeah, yeah. Open yeah, yeah. area. So I'm there now. And one girl just walks up and she points at me like this. Oh, gosh. You. You. I'm like, me. <laughs> and still to this day, I can't lie to you guys. I'm still shy because Jeez, you got to understand man. that jump is crazy to 1,000 something people validating you and saying that your song is hard. You have now got the confirmation that you can go with this. It, it, it's profitable. It's going to work. Like, I'm to that stage, but still, like, I'm now exposed. Like, I feel naked in a way because people can... People know I mean, me now. I don't know. Like, like, that's just... Yeah, that's just, literally. Uh, okay. Bro. Yeah, that's <laughs> so she's like... <laughs> trust me. So she's like, you were performing in Switch. I liked your performance. Oh my god, where are you from? Trying to get to know me and stuff like that, and I'm like, I'm look, I'm, I'm in this spot. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm from London. Da, 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 da. I kept myself together. I'm like, yeah. So what song did you like? I like Trigger Fitness. I've seen your videos, and I keep it up. I like it, and I would even to the point where, now, I'm walking on 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 road and people would snap snap me walking. And I'm getting videos of people snapping me just walking. Like, I'm not making this up. I wouldn't say it was every day like that, but when I would get the snap of me walking and someone filming me, yo, crazy, bro. That's a low-key, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, cool, but yeah, okay. All right, cool. Trust me, so... Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So from there, that changed everything. From there, I was more like, okay, cool, I've... I'm going to make it now. And that caused the chain reaction because at the end of that show, I remember KR Events is an, another events company from Bournemouth. That, like, they do shows around, but mainly in Bournemouth and, and stuff like that. So right. they were like, would you be interested in performing for Captain Conan and Fredo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, get me in, innit? Like, I'm on this. And he's like, yeah. Yep. Bearing in mind, I'm not thinking of no payment. I'm not thinking these shows are for free. Just to let the public in, give you an insight. Right. I'm not thinking of that. I'm thinking I'm living my dream. Yeah. I'm doing what I want. Yeah. So, but silly me. You should always think about business. Any artists coming up. Some shows you do for free, but some, think about Think about it. But anyways... <laughs> So they got me to do Fredo, another artist that I like, cool artist, ended up doing a show. Fredo went first, and this is funny. An opening act needs to always go first, right? 
you know, the warm-up. Yeah. So they were like, because Fredo was in a rush. So Fredo went first. Okay. Then I went. So I was like, rah, they're adding more pressure onto me. That's interesting. Like, who's going to want to hear, who's going <laughs> to want to hear me after Fredo? Because Fredo, is, he's the guy, is Because they're packed so, for it. And then they just, then you come through. It's just like, I don't know, mm-hmm. surely like people were just like, all right, let's go get a drink. <laughs> Trust me. That's what I thought that was going to happen. But right. surprisingly, Fredo, he didn't come with the energy. Big up Fredo all the time. This ain't no diss, but he, he, he didn't come with the energy that the crowd was. Because I know in South, people have energy. People want to jump. And he performed. When he was on stage, he didn't really have the the crowd going. Like, the songs he performed, he performed Ain't 100. But at this time, people had heard it already a lot. And people knew the song, but they weren't really moving to it like that. Right. So I'm still kind of like, damn, how are they going to put me after and I remember I was I was working with Freddie at the time. Freddie was managing me at the time. And he was saying how, yeah, just don't worry about it. Just go on stage. Just just do what you got to do. And I'm like, bro, they're fucking me up, man. How are they going to put me on stage after Freddie? I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, I'm probably worrying. Cool. Like I did, same order. I did Neil Armstrong first. The crowd, I think. Then I did Jugger Finesse. Crowd goes crazy again. Like I couldn't make this up. Water's getting thrown around. Like I'm literally to the point where I'm I've dived into the crowd now and people are holding that yeah. Oh you jumped. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't fully jump, my whole body didn't go, but I I was like leaning on the side, like my body my, my feet are still like near to the stage. But like my upper body is with the people uh, in the crowd, uh, yeah, and I'm so snapping it like right, this. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm gonna send you that one as well. But yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just there smiling. I'm like, yeah, I've made it now. So That's I ended really up doing Fredo, Captain Conan, and Notes. All them performances were amazing. Mm. Um, to just perform next to the people, like I was saying, you know, I went from, you know, joking around with Jordan and Iman about. Captain Conan doing the punchlines to actually performing, um, warming up for them. Like, that was just amazing. So that's when kind of the shifts changed completely and I've solidified myself as an artist now and I've thought to myself, cool, yeah, I'm an artist now. This is what I'm going to do. More confident with it. Like, after that, I didn't... I, I, I think the shyness went because I knew that this is this is for me and this is where I'm going to go with it. But yeah, man, there's a whole nother because st- you gotta remember this phases. I even me, like my brother went to the military, I went to the military too, right? So there's phases to this music thing to where homemade volume two now is made. But yeah, so I had to go when I went to Finland, I had to do a whole reconstruction start all over again in Finland because I'd started here. So the when I'd finished all the shows, I graduated the same year, yeah. The same, the next day I had to go to the military, bro. The next day. The next day. I don't think you heard what I said. The next day I had to go to the military. And I built all of this in Southampton. I thought my life was going to end. I thought it was going to end. Like I was like, nah, there's no way I'm going to make it through this. Because how are you going to make me go to the military? I'm popular down here, man. (laughs) You know what I mean? I was on the pin where it was just like, because of that moment, you were like, the, the, like you said, like the just the, cons, the, the all that you know, the the self outside, you know, thawing, 
and you were, mm. you know, becoming more and more um, confident in yourself and your abilities. Yeah. And you're just, um, and like, you know, the the goals are feeling closer. Mm. <laughs> and then you have to go back to Finland. That's peak. <laughs> it's peak. Because they, they're already, because you're meant to go when you're 18. And right. I didn't go when I was 18. As soon as I finished college, I said, I'm going to uni. So they prolonged it. So they said, when you're 21, right. you're going to go. So, yeah, literally day after deadline, like day after they were like, and the funny thing, I gra- I graduated on my birthday, so that was like oh, I graduated on my birthday, and I knew the next day I had to go to the military. I didn't really get to celebrate like that, but I suppose the graduation made it up for it. But, yeah, imagine that just getting a flight to Finland, hangover. That's funny. <laughs> Trust me. So I've gone to Finland now, military. Um, I remember the ugh, worst, worst, worst starting up. Big up Sunderland and Carl and all of the rest of the unit that made my stay very well. They 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 embraced me and stuff. There's more names. There's so many more names. I'm gonna name you lot later. But anyway, so I've started now. Going to Finland. Bearing in mind, I've worked on my new project, Homemade, uh, the first one. Right. So I've I've come back from the saga, the cream throws. I've done all of the jigging finesse now. I'm working on my new project and um. Obviously, I, now I have the pressure of kind of doing better than I did, you know, before. So I've got this pressure on me and I'm feeling like, okay, cool. I need to, it needs to be better. I need to have another jug in finesse. Quick side note, artists don't think like that, innit? Always try to be better than before, but don't think I have to have another that song or another this song. Because it's not that. That was a moment. Just... Focus on trying to make, you know, new moments and be as creative as possible. But, yeah, I failed on that because I was just trying to make another jug and finesse moment, right. basically. So I'd worked on a few songs. It was a five-track five EP. That was on Sound, that's on SoundCloud as well. And um, I did that. So I've gone to Finland now. I've released the project. It didn't really do the numbers I thought it was going to do. Like, I think... So bear in mind, I've gone from doing like 9,000 in a week. So I'm doing like 800 to 500 on in a month. Right. I think. So I'm thinking, my rap career is done. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. Uh, I thought it was done. So I've gone to Finland now. Um, um, Getting used to the military and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, But I knew that I had to continue the music. I knew so... I had a couple of Finnish friends there that helped me out. Shout out Krize and um, Petty. He wasn't there at the time. I think he was in LA or in the States, but he used to always, you know, call me and check up on me and give me advice on the music thing. But Krize was the main guy that physically was there, you know, always helping me, finding me videographers and stuff like that. So we ended up shooting a music video, Lizzie there. That's on Grand Daily now. You can go check that out too. We ended up shooting Lizzie with a film director that shot for Finnish movies. He was on the Finnish billboards. So opportunity to work with him and understand like, you know, there's a lot that goes into planning and stuff. He taught me a lot as well, like in terms of being organised, in terms of having a vision and, you know, doing um, storyboarding to what you want to, uh, to the music video that you want to do. Right. So... He taught me a lot. I learned a lot in Finland. Finland was like a development camp for me, for real. So, yeah, I'd I'd I'd, I'd done the music video, 
by this moment in time, people didn't really know I did music. It wasn't until I told one of my friends, Sundalin, I think, or I was like, we was in the car, because weekends you get to go back. So in the car, I was like, we would play music. I slipped in one of my songs, and he was bopping to it. He was like, fuck, this is hard. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a sense of deja vu here. Yeah, it's a bit of the same, yeah, isn't it? So I was just like, yeah, I said it's me. And he was like, damn. He was like, no, nah, this is not you. I was like, yeah, it's me. And from there, word spread around the whole military camp. And, um, you know, what's the word? They embraced me. Big up water somewhere. And the whole Vekara crew out there that really had my back. But, yeah, from Finland, I did my thing. I learned a lot. I built a fan base there. You know, that's another thing, you know, for artists. You never know how life might take you. may seem... Like, you know, because I, like I was saying, I thought my career was done. Yeah. But, you know, God had a way for me. And, you know, I built a whole new fan base out there where, like, I had the the whole unit talking about King Yance. There's an artist here. Even the the generals were making, like, fun of me. Not fun of me, but they were teasing me. Like, like on on, on the days you got to leave, you get to play music. In the whole unit, they'll play my music. Like in the whole unit, I had units from from in the capital city as well playing my. So it became a thing. Nice. It it oh, it became a thing, man. Like, big up fabulous for that. He he done a. Let me know. I can't even incriminate him on this one still. <laughs> but he 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 pushed the song to a good extent where everyone got to hear it. So both units got to hear it. Um, but yeah, when I came back to the UK after my, my six months I was more equipped and stuff like that and that's when the homemade volume 2 started you know coming in and for me personally obviously that's the first time I've heard you and uh, you know off the back of this I'm definitely going back to the catalogue trust me on that right um, but yeah, it's obviously the first. It's obviously the first time I peeped you, and obviously this uh, that dropped uh, obviously recently in your most recent project. One yeah. thing I gleaned from, I guess, uh, bef- uh, you know, from from all that uh, was, um, it's uh, you seem to be someone that likes to write in real time, so to speak, and yeah. like, you know, look around you and kind of. I, I, I don't want to say document, but like um, create off those, create off those initial emotions that you get from exactly. certain situations, right? Exactly. It's like exactly. it's like semi-documentary, I guess. Like it's not it's not like mm-hmm. you know you're 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 saying I was walking down the road and then this happened. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not it's not that um, it's not that in your face, but it's like mm. you know if you if you if you've had like a you know. Um, somebody happened to a friend you're going to be like talking about that in a in 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 the prism of something else right mm. and i find that kind of fascinating in terms of that like so you you obviously you obviously i guess uh i'm assuming here but you can correct me if you want um basically kind of just wanted to build uh build a um build your entire i guess uh 
uh, what's the word, uh, craft, musicianship, mm. so to speak, um, mm. off that kind of semi-documentary style, which I kind of find interesting. And, um, you know, I feel, I feel like it's a, it's, it's a, it's a good lane to go down in terms of that. Cause obviously like, if you're gonna, if, if you want to go full documentary, like, I don't know, someone like Dave or whatever, mm. it has to be, it has to be vivid. <laughs> vivid. You yeah. have to, yeah. yeah. Things that are really going on, and that's what I'm slipping into now. Okay. More, more or less now, I'm trying to touch on things that are very document. Like I want to be able to make a song where you'll sit there and you'll be like, "No, I know this. I know this. I can literally vividly picture it." Because I'm doing yeah. semi right now, so I'm still, in a sense, this homemade volume two was more. Okay, I'm. Semi, I've semi found myself. So the next project, you're gonna hear the full. Okay, now nah, this is like the beginning of the. Do you get what I uh-huh, mean? Uh, uh-huh. So yeah, literally like that. This, uh, semi right now, but it's still, it's still good. It's still good. It's not like semi in a bad way, yeah. but semi documentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. You but know, did you did, so? Did you always want to? Did Did you always see like um from back then from when you begun? Like, did you ever see that? Um, did you ever? I guess, uh, seek for that level of like being just super vivid where you're like mentioning specific roads or like, <laughs> I mean, mm. like stuff like that. Did you always want that? And just, uh, I don't know, didn't, or, or is that just I recently did. where you just felt like I need to be more detailed in that sense? Okay. So I always, cause I, w- I would watch that artists like Kendrick Lamar and J Cole uh-huh. in my uni dorm. I used to study that. Like I used to watch interviews and, um, want to know what kind of things do I want to talk about and that was one of them right. it wasn't the main thing I knew that I needed like so Future was hot at this point I wanted to have songs like club songs but Oops. then yeah. when it, when you have your songs that you're actually you, okay I'm going to go to bed now and I'm going to listen to this I want songs like that like I want to hit people like that because club songs are only good in the club no one ain't going to Unless you're trying to reminisce on a moment, yeah. you're not really gonna be gonna go listen to club song twenty four seven throughout the day. <clears throat> so I was yeah, I'd always thought like let me get to that point, but it was only now, like during the homemade period, volume two, that I thought, nah, I need to. Cause before it was a want, you know, the difference between need and a you gotta change that. So I changed that and that's where I, you got the semi with the songs I switched on me, I touched on like, you know, this is slavery, I don't work for free, like, but there's people that are in situations where your contract is basically your, your current slave to the time. So I'm, it's semi. It's, it's not really touching it too much, but it's semi. Mm. But like, if you listen to songs like Hustle, where I'm talking about, I, well, I, I touched like, oh, I grew up with less, life is a test, parents really did their best. I wanted more lost in a mix. I just wanted to be rich. Like my mentality then, like I'm trying to bring you into the, like introduce myself to you in another way. Like, okay, you do some stupid things because you're chasing that. Like I was saying, I wanted to be one hit. I just, my life was a mess, but I'm trying to do that. So I'm trying to bring it into real life. But now the challenge is right now to bring the same things that me and you might be going up, going through, and I'm gonna put that in a song, and we both can relate to that. Okay, no, I remember that. Or, for example, the protest or whatever in it. Right. You know, bringing that into life. Definitely, that's the new step. Bringing a real documentary. 
know, <laughs> documentation and that. <laughs> Journalist Jens coming soon. Mm-hmm. Jo- Journalist Jens. <laughs> You're going to definitely hear something like that on my new project. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I mean, I will ask that in a more concrete sense. Um, I I was, I was just like trying, like, uh, um, I kind of just wanted to finish that picture in terms of just the whole thing because, um, you've given a lot of detail throughout this, and I highly appreciate it. Honestly, it's, it's very, um, it's a very fascinating um arc for yourself. The one thing I kind of, um, because obviously. I've I've gleaned that you've been dropping some gems here and there, like uh, you know, for, 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 <laughs> ice, for ice water come through, like, and while that's cool, something I want to like highlight um, in terms of this because you've mentioned a lot of names, and mm. I feel like that's always a variable for some people, where mm. like some people have nobody, right? Mm. And you know, it, it's it, it sometimes it is what it is. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a case of somebody not, you know, sticking their neck out enough. Mm. I'm sure you can attest to that from, you know, from uh, from the initial beginnings where it's just like, eh, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm just dropping it, you know, I mean, if you like it, you yeah. like it, no, you don't. Yeah, I mean, you, you just like to slip it in there mid-conversation. It's not like, hi, King Yance, here's my business card. Like, it's not like, it wasn't like mm. that initially. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? but, but you've mentioned a lot of people and um, I, I've always, I've, I've been talking to a few people about like um the concept of you know um having a team and just not even that but just peep having people around you to um to just bounce off bounce off to um and everybody's like you know people that are also you know ambitious for their own thing and you can you know even if you can't help each other you can still support each other in that sense and i find that kind of fascinating in terms of your makeup and in terms of just how you've um, come up in this sense, um, it's kind of a it's kind of a blessing on that front, and um, yeah, it's, it's it's just something I gleaned off. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind it's kind of cool at the fact that you managed to find people that you know they they may not be able to I don't know like you know help your career so to speak, but they're all, but they're mm. people that you can I guess trust or just. Um, yeah or just uh, nah, yeah the, it's, it's, it's cool <laughs> very blessed man i can't lie like i've i've always from young from when i was living in finland i i'd always known i'm blessed like you know the little things like you know being in a family like where you got your mom and dad like not a lot of people have that like especially coming to the uk a lot of my friends you know they ain't got the other other half of parent on, on, on the other side so I, I, I knew from young that I was blessed and I'd always looked at life from a positive angle like try to be as positive as I can right and um you know you are who you attract so I'll put it like that so because I'm positive like I meet a lot of positive people I'm not saying every day man meets like oh yeah hello I'm the most <laughs> positive guy in the world nah not like that but I, I, yeah. I'll definitely meet a lot of people that either in the way to encourage me or give me constructive criticism and that's another thing love comes in so many different ways like a lot of people were telling me stop you know for their own fears or whatever some people would be like i didn't like the way you did this or i didn't like the way you used the origin there the origin is too heavy or like things like that and that's why i appreciate these people because for you to even take your time 
You know, time is like, I say it's the most expensive currency. You know, people, people don't think Preach. time time is Preach. a currency, but yep. for you to really take your time, like, you don't have to. I don't owe nobody nothing. You don't have to even have this conversation with me right now. But the fact that you're doing it, I'm already appreciating you taking the time to do this and even gone further to listen to my music. I've, yeah, I put my time in it, but for someone... And because I've put my time in it as well, and I've seen how much work is done, and for someone to actually now, I'm going to sit and listen to this. Uh-huh. Appreciate you. Big up to you. Because <laughs> you ain't have to do that. I appreciate that. You ain't <laughs> have to do that. <laughs> no, it's for real, though. It's no cap. No cap when I say So anyone, that's why I, I really... I, I love my supporters because, man, I've always looked at myself. I'm not anyone significant. Mm-hmm. You know, I just do music. There's nothing different between me and you. We're both human. But you you, you feel a type of way when you listen to my music. It makes you feel happy. Mm-hmm. It draws out an emotion of you. And for you to now feed, back, feed that back to me, like, yo, that makes my day. Like, every single time I get a DM or someone saying, yo, your music is hard, or this one is the hard, or I like this, I don't really like... Yo, even when you don't like it, right. the fact that you listen to it, nah, thanks, man. Yeah, man. You know, you took your time. Yeah, man, that's what's up. Yeah, that's, I think it's the case for just, a, you know, anybody crave, I guess, in terms of that. It's like, if you... Time time is, like you said, the most valuable thing most uh, for, for me personally. And, um, mm. you know, pe- people don't have to... Uh, spin an hour, nearly an hour and a half uh, interview. Uh, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm, but, you know, mm-hmm. it, some people press play <laughs> and they're, I, don't, I, I don't even know what they're doing. You know what I mean? It's just like, are they going to work? Are they commuting? Are they just reading mm. and listening to this at the same time? You know, this is very meta because they're listening to it as we talk about it, but it's very interesting. And I, I've always, mm. uh, I never know so to speak, and I've had a few people say like, you know, uh, uh, I listen to my when I commute stuff like this, and I'm like, cool, that's that's nice. Uh, but but I don't I don't know fully, but it's kind of but you know, like you said, it's it's, it's very um, it, it it does make it does make you feel full knowing that like you know just just the fact that people are even spinning it. Um, yeah, you, you're doing saint right for somebody, and that's you know kind mm-hmm. of all the mass in some fashion. And like you said, like time is the most valuable thing, and um, you know to have some someone's time out of the day, um, you know f- for a couple of hours. That's what's up, man. That's, that's always what's, that's up. what's up. But anyway, mm. um, finishing up, um, I always like to uh, ask at the uh, uh, the, the end points of interviews. Um, well, firstly, I nearly forgot about it, but we'll get to it anyway. Um, you did say you had so you have something coming. I don't mm. need a date or nothing, but um, okay, apart, cool. but apart from that, like, what have you got? Is there anything else going on? Um, just uh, in 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 King Yan's world, obviously, um, world. Torian ain't like anything. It don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, at the moment, but uh, we we'll see on that front, obviously. But um, yeah, is it just, what 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 are, you, what are you doing just on day to day? You just like constantly writing, or you just write recording still? Uh, or what's, what's going on? Re- recently, I've been acquiring more knowledge and trying to understand self more okay because if if i can control me because you know a lot of people like to control other people be like oh they should have done this for me or did it yeah but the funny me. thing is bro their lives are also just like a train wreck so like why are you why are you talking to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> why are you talking to me 
<laughs> Why, are you doing that as well? <laughs> it's just, yeah, it, you know, you, you, me, you can't help but it can't some people can't help but shoot themselves in the foot in that sense but anyway continue find, it, find yourself right yeah <laughs> finding myself i'd definitely be finding myself like um reading more books um and f- strategies on how to move in this jungle like the life is just a jungle right now everyone's running crazy people are scared of like you know coronavirus and whatnot and there's a lot going on in the world so i'm just trying to be grounded one with the word of god but like it just general knowledge as well, acquiring that. I've been reading a book called Art um what's it? What's the book called? Uh Petty gave it to me. It's called Um The Power of Broke by Damian John. Uh and the business of uh urban music and um some other marketing books just to kinda wrap my head around the the market I'm in. Right. So yeah, and yeah, just li- watching a lot of TED talks. You know, I'm that kind of guy. I like. I had that face. Anything yeah. to do with the brain, anything to do with the brain, and how you can better yourself. That's me. I've been on that lately. Um, yeah, been listening to a lot of music as well. Different types of artists. UK, a lot of UK artists. I've been listening. To. Shout. Out you to still listen to Rumble? Yeah. Ah, that's my thing, bro. Papa, mama. I'm not gonna lie. Currently, I've been listening to um one song called uh. I put you lot on. I put you lot on to this one. It's called. Yeah, uh, you're you're already you already sorted out my next question, which is what are you peeping and uh, all that stuff. So <laughs> continue, continue. Hook us up. Uh, this artist called Robinho. Um, if my pronunciation is wrong, I don't wanna. I don't wanna be embarrassing my Congolese <laughs> brothers and sisters. But <laughs> this is Nano something, innit? It's 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 a good song still. I've been listening to that a lot. Uh, no, but mainly like Coffee, Papa Wemba, and that. Those those are my my current because I got a whole playlist. So nice. they they'll be the ones that that'll be in my in my in my in my listening. You know, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been listening your to net, that. Your net, your net, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, my net. Yeah, I like that. Thanks. Charlie, be helping me with the words and stuff, guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm a writer, so I, I kind of feel obliged yeah. to sometimes. It's just, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. We, we love that the vocabulary. Okay, yeah, man. I'm a human dictionary. Why not? Um, Isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, man, it's uh, it's cool that um, you have a very wide palette of uh, music music taste, which I kind of respect. Um, you know, I've, I've mm. tried to personally do that for myself. Um, listen a lot more um, of just like uh, uh, music from Africa, and uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I listen to a few. Um, uh, just uh, I'm not I'm not into like uh, um, Afrobeats personally, um, mm. but I I like listening to some African acts that do something different in that sense so like uh you know someone like sampa the great who does um she she basically does hip-hop and uh but there's a lot of african elements in it um so i kind of find that stuff kind of fascinating and uh you know uh, maybe 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 rumbers the next one maybe 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 you know who knows yeah uh, do you know what yeah i'm gonna send you something <laughs> and you're gonna have to rate it out of uh, 10 uh, 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 and yeah, then when this podcast it. comes yeah. out when this podcast comes out we're gonna do a poll we're gonna see which one's charlie like <laughs> so guys don't worry what i'm gonna do i'm gonna send him the top congolese music out here 
the rumba thing. You get me? If Charlie comes back with a negative response, we're gonna put that online. Of course. I mean, that's cool. I'm fine with that. But if I don't like, calm, I don't like it, I'll keep one hundred. There we go. You're gonna have a whole Congolese community to answer to. <sighs> Now kidding, everyone wrote easy on Charlie. Charlie's that's my that's, that's cool. my cool. It's my opinion. Like you look and it. <laughs> Come for me if you want. It's all good. Don't do you? Do you? Lovely. I, I won't. I won't. Okay. I'll continue sleeping the night. It's fine. I'll continue sleeping the night. I will go and do not disturb if I have to. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know okay. that night. I'll go to the final question, <laughs> which is always is what is your top five? Now I'd like to preface it with uh, with the fact that it's your top five. Like if mm. I don't like rumba, it is what it mm. is. It's my opinion, and it's the same okay. with your top five. <laughs> and it's the same with your top five. If people don't like it, it don't matter because it's your top five and it's how you feel. Yeah. So uh, yeah. you can go as broad or as specific as you like with it, but whatever it is, okay. it's your top five. So with that said. What is your top? Okay, cool. I'll give... I'll try to be fair to the US, the UK, Finland. I'm going to throw you a lot in there. France as well, because there's so many, but five. Okay, cool. The US, I'm going to say... Okay. RP Pop Smoke, innit? That's first... They got, they got, ah, oh, I love that guy, man. He, he was, anyway, Pop Smoke. Um, Gunner. That's my, that's my US. I know I've missed a lot of artists, but I need to touch the other. I need to touch, I haven't even touched Africa yet like that. But I'm going to say Rema for the Afrobeat team. I know, have you heard Rema? No. Okay, cool. I'm saying that's another one on the energy. Rema. Um, oh fuck, I didn't even say Travis Scott in that. But cool. You lot of it. Because I said Travis Scott, you lot know I like Travis Scott. But yeah, he's not on my top five. Um, UK. Um, who am I listening to from the UK? Um, D Block Europe. D-Block Europe, definitely. They got a good thing going on for them. I like them. Big up their work rate. Um, and I'm not going to lie, man. This this one, this one, he impresses me. You know, the growth is there. You know, he, 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 he you know, tries his hardest, sometimes misunderstood. But I'm going to go ahead and say King Yance. Ah, Number five, that's right. <laughs> That was good. That was good. That was good. I was completely out of that. You know what? Nah, nah. King Yans, always. Okay. I got to big up myself because I've come a long way. That was good. And um, and I'm proud of myself, man. But obviously, there's other artists I didn't mention. Just side note, Jay Huss, obviously, one of my favourites. Crypto Conan's, you know, you got your... Even in America, you got Yan Thug. The list goes on. I love the whole YSL thing. Chief Keith, that whole drill scene. Lou Dirk. Oh, the list goes on, man. Mm. Finland, big up. Krize, Turisti. I love my Finnish people there. You know, you got to keep doing your thing. And France, Romeo Williams. Obviously, he's on Millet and Bop. 
and this guy and i love I, I love the whole i love music man you know me yeah yeah man it's, you, you like i said you got a wide palette and uh mm. you know putting yourself on the top five i respect that i respect that i didn't even if you don't rate yourself who's gonna rate you huh and exactly, that's uh, you know that's kind of just um and that's a, that's a great that's a great place to leave it on so uh with that said, King Yangs, thank you so much for coming through. Thank you for your time. No thank you for giving me your story and making it one of the easiest interviews I've had in a while. Um, oh, but yeah? Yeah, man, it's, 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 it's all blessed nevertheless. And uh, yeah, man, I appreciate your time. Ah, oh, thank you, Tom. Till next time. And then we have, ladies and gentlemen, my interview with King Jens. This is a thoroughly enjoyable interview for me personally, partly because uh, uh, it's a person that wanted to tell their story. And, you know, that's, that's all I'm here for, just to provide that ear and sometimes, sometimes I ask questions, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, this is one of the easiest interviews I've ever done. It's just, it, it was so rewarding. Um, just from a, you know, just from a story perspective, going from, um, being a dark-skinned black kid from Finland, and then coming here when you're a teen, like, pre-teen, and then growing up in London, it's just, it's just a crazy story to think about, and, you know, and, and even past that, you know, the, the significant rise he's had from, you know, from university to now, um, it really is, uh, mesmerizing to think about. Um, and just, just, just think. Just, while I was like thinking about that in real time, I was just like, you know, I kept trying to pause it because I was just like, wait, wait, stop, stop. We need to like <laughs> need to take stock of what's just going on right now. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to King Yans on that front, honestly, because it was just, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was uh, just a pleasure, just an absolute pleasure to hear a story like that. And uh, you know, I, I would have happily just let him cook for like another for 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 as long as you wanted because it was just it was just um it was an absolutely mesmerizing um uh talk with him and um yes he did give me the congo music playlist he did he did flash <laughs> it to me two hours and 13 minutes of pure uncut congolese music um and you know what it's not bad i don't mind it i actually really enjoy it like the the the, the instrumentation i really enjoy like they always have these guitars going on. It's like ding, 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 ding. It's, it's really light. Um, it reminds me, it's like reminiscent of like when uh, Niall Rogers plays his guitar on some of his tracks. You know, the obviously that's more electronic, but it's uh, it's thin. You know what I mean? It, it, it's very thin in terms of how it sounds. Like ding, 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 ding. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not going to, it's got no, uh, it's not thick. Uh, and it's the same with Congolese music in a, in a way where it's just like really light string string hits like ding 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 ding. So I don't know. It's very light, and uh, it, I, I really enjoy it. Um, shout out to like uh, like Money Kanda Bongo Man. That's that's a fire track. Proclamation Papa Wemba. That was nice. Uh, Respect by Coffee Olamide. That was clean. So yeah, man. It was a shout out to, shout out to King Yans on that. I am officially a fan of Congolese music. <laughs> Um, I probably won't put it on my regular rotation um, anytime soon, but you know, whenever it comes, whenever it, uh, someone plays, uh, if someone asks me, you want you want some Congolese music in in the whip, I'll I'll, I'll be I'll be like, yeah, let's, let's 
let's spin some Congolese music in the whip. Let's let's jam out. So uh, shout out to King Jones on that front. And uh, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, Front of the Podcast Network, I've been Chai Terry and this has been what's good. Music has been backed up by Brock Berrigan and with you by Tesk. You can find both of those links to those tunes in the links in the full show notes. Go clickly click that link, as I always say. And uh, what else is there? Yeah, not much. <laughs> uh, continuing on with our regular schedule programming. Obviously, this is an interview. We're dropping this uh, on the Wednesday, and we got a brand new episode of What's Good. Um, just a cat, you know, just a traditional episode. Uh, in the on the next day on Thursday. So uh, you got you got two What's Good episodes this week. Eat that. Eat it all. Eat it all. And if you obviously if you've got to this far of this episode, you've clearly eaten uh, this one. So uh, stay tuned for tomorrow. A brand new episode of What's Good, continuing on from that. And with that said, hope you all have a good week. Hope you all listen to the next episode of What's Good coming tomorrow. <laughs> I should always try and do the same on the good week front. And until next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen.